Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Well, a massive night last night in the Champions League, but not the result that Celtic wanted. 6-0 Atletico last night against 10-man Celtic. Barry Ferguson is here and Peter Grant. Peter, what was your first thought when you woke up this morning about that result last night? Obviously, it wasn't a great result, Paul, for sure. Uh, there's no getting away from that. I thought the first half, first 35 minutes, I thought they'd played really well, actually. And obviously, the sending off changes everything. There's no getting away from that. It's, it's very, very difficult to play in Europe. A man down, that's for sure. And that was always the, the mantra before we went out in any game, was make sure we keep everyone on the pitch. That and that Because it is very, very difficult. And against top-quality opposition with top-quality players, made it impossible. Barry, so tough to play against Atletico. But with 10 men for most of the game, it was, it was just too much, wasn't it? What did you make of the Spanish side? Listen, they're a, a top-level opponent. We, we spoke about that on Monday, Paul. Um, it's, it's hard with 11, but 10, it's, it's going to be even harder. Um, Celtic did OK in the first half, no doubt about it, but the second half, listen, they showed their, their quality. Um, and listen, the, the sending off, no doubt, did play a part in the, the end result. Um, but I, think, I thought it was always going to be difficult for Celtic to get something in, in Madrid. Yep. 6-0 at the end we're going to talk about what went wrong the red card obviously they were a goal down by then but what about that moment so afterwards it's the first thing that Brendan Rodgers was asked about it went to VAR it was a yellow card it became red what did he feel? Well, I think the red card was was a big turning point in the game I think we started well we started with confidence got into some really good areas of course then we, we then get the man sent off very early which, which was a huge disappointment because I didn't feel it was a red card I think when you when you when you watch the images back and you watch the the rerun of the the action, both players uh, kick each other's feet. And I think the the referee's seen that in game time, but then he's asked to go and have a look at it. And then I think the images that the first image he sees it's not representative of the actual challenge in the game. You know, I think you plant the seed whenever he, he sees he, his first image that he sees is with Dejamiedis' foot up, but that wasn't it. It wasn't the challenge. And when you watch it, it's a really really soft red card. Now for a team like ourselves. Coming to here, 11 v 11, we would have to be at our, our real max to be looking to get something out of the game. Once it goes so early to, to 10 versus 11, it becomes a real challenge for us. And obviously, as the game goes on, we tire. And, and, and of course, they, they were scoring from all angles and, uh, and scored some fantastic goals. But I think the, uh, the red card makes, a, uh, makes it really, really difficult for us. Peter, the game is different now when there's VAR, they look back. Did you think it was a red card initially? Initially, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a red card. Um, we always get told in Europe it's completely different the way they referee. Um, that was nerdy because they used to say, and I remember the managers that I had used to say, is make sure you don't have your foot off the ground or show your studs on any tackles because it's an automatic red, even then. And when it, at first, I was really concerned when I seen it happening um, because there was no ball touch. Um, and that was always my concern. See, if you get the ball, you think, oh, you've got a wee chance. But because there was no ball touch, I understand 100% what Brendan's saying. 
the biggest thing and the biggest disappointment probably Brendan them all have is when the referee's called over the television actually catches VAR on the still image so automatically you can see the referee sort of thinking again wow that looks different to what I've seen and you knew then as soon as he's looked at that on a still and I think maybe when Brendan settles down about because I would be desperate to say oh it was a soft decision yeah. whatever but I must be perfectly honest with you if it was against me I'd be crying and it didn't didn't help Paul the fact it was right front in Simone yeah. all of them they were all given it that imaginary red card yeah. stuff and I what hate about his behaviour yeah, yeah ridiculous it. but it was yeah. right at it right at that as well so yeah. that didn't help but genuinely looking at it I thought it was a red card Barry it was a key moment what did you think when you saw it I, I thought it, I, I'm different for Granty when, when I initially I, I thought mm, he's slightly went over the ball it's a yellow card mm. when obviously you see the, sti- the still image is the worst one but always every tackle mm. looks yeah. worse when you see a a, a still a, a still image you, you can see the reason why he's been sent off I don't think it was a a malicious tackle I don't think he went into he go and hurt him and you look at the type of player that Maedi is as well but listen the ref doesn't take that into consideration as soon as what Granty's mentioned as soon as he goes over that TV screen the first still he sees is the one that's connecting with the Atletico Madrid's um, players shin did Celtic surprise you by the way they didn't change things? I, I was just in the second half I was speaking to yeah. Granty in, in the office there and, and I just thought Celtic would have everybody in their own half and sit and really try and contain them and, and frustrate them I thought they were a wee bit open at times with the forwards going and pressing sometimes just leave the back lot on the ball um, and when they come into your half that's when you can start to engage um, with the, the Madrid players um, and when you, you, you become a bit open with 10 men yeah. You know what quality's going to do? It's going to hurt you and that's what um, Madrid done in the second half. And they were down to 10 right on half but Can time. I just say one yeah, guy sure. yeah. what, what, one guy who stood out even uh, we were talking about it in the office Griezmann, <laughs> Griezmann. Oh, he's, Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's, a, he's a player that I could watch yeah. 24-7 just um, he's been up front he's played number 10 he's played in the wide position he was playing in the centre of the, yeah. the, the pitch mm-hmm. he's just his passing range he's got that bit of aggression he's not even the biggest mm-hmm. either but Overall, what a top quality football player he is. Peter, what about the tactics then when they were two down up against 10 men? Sorry, with 10 men up against 11. I thought I was different for Barry, as I said to Barry there, because I thought it was a good tactic because I just think it's the Alamo if you don't. And I thought it was brave that it gives you two outlets and I think Brendan's what he's trying to do is split the two of them between, obviously because they're playing with a back three, but he's trying to put them in between the sort of wing back and the outside uh, centre back on both sides. But it also gives you a breather if you can get the ball in there and they can keep the ball up. I think the biggest disappointment for me was there was two good goals. Yep. You know, two fantastic sure. strikes. I think it's Lino that scored one and Marata's second one. Every other one, I felt, that could have been dealt with better. Yeah. And that's the disappointment mm. because in the first period, I thought they'd done exceptionally well. We got into right good areas and the, their final ball, yet again, wasn't good enough whether it was from wide or that final pass in the middle of the, through them where the, a couple of times were a bit unfortunate and I felt a couple of times Palmer's cut in and he put a brilliant ball in if you remember it was through to All Black and then All Blacks did have a fantastic save for the miss hit corner but the timing of the second goal you know and it's a bit unfortunate if you realise where the corner came from was in the half wheeling there was a, near the half wheeling there was a tackle but the ball goes out for a bye but the, um, a corner sorry then the corner comes in we deal with it but then we don't deal with the second one. Yeah. 
and it's right on half time and these are the moments that has to be done and the first one Joe Hart you can see Joe Hart yeah. apologising right away why didn't he just yeah of course and I was so surprised he's went with yeah. his left hand as well so it's even the opposite yeah. hand because it's coming in for that side so these wee things you'd be really really disappointed at here's Reagan on the line a big Celtic fan good evening Reagan. I'll be on the show again um, yeah I just thought speak to you guys about uh, the VR yeah I, I know that uh, but Barry was a big advocate for for bringing VAR in, and I was as well. I mean, I mean, honestly, was like loads of times spoken about it. It was going to be good for the game, but I, I'm the in Barry's camp in terms of what he said last week. I think it's ruining football. I really think it is. Yeah. I mean, um, I really don't know how that's a red card, you know. And I'm just, um, I've got, I've got another two points after that, Paul. Okay. But I just think. VR for me is ruining football. I mean, it's. I mean, VR was supposed to help football, but it's actually making it worse. Yeah. Clear and obvious. And look at the night before the Tottenham game, Barry. There were so many different uh, phases of one incident. They'd say, "Well, we need to check that one, and then the second one, and then the third one." So yeah, the chances they're, they're offside, uh, then they fell. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I know. So it, it's not going to be scrapped, though, is it? Or no, no? It, it, I'm afraid it's going to be here yeah. for the foreseeable future. No doubt about it. Yep, yeah, I, I was like Regan. I wanted to see it come in but I'm seeing too often um, and you've got to remember Paul it's a physical game there's going to be a lot of contact and I'm just looking at that last night watching it and thinking during the the game getting played I didn't I didn't believe it was a, a red card that, that's my opinion everybody's entitled to their opinion Granty thinks a bit different which is fine I just thought once it's slowed down the still imaging I think if you show every single tackle that happens on a pitch and if you show a, a still image there's every chance they're going to get sent off sure let's hear a bit more from the manager no listen they, they will play the game they, they're obviously will try and get our our players sent off um, so that's that's what you see but uh, but I think of in isolation when you look at the image I think that, as, as I said the referee runs over his first image that he sees is with Dyson's foot up but when you actually re rerun the the incident that that's again as I said it's not representative of the the actual challenge he's, he's stretching a little bit but both players catch each other's feet been easy for Dyson to have gone down and rolled about um, so as the referee then changes his mind and sends our player off which uh, like I say at the end it's a, it's a big challenge for us in the game Peter do they have to forget about last night I guess they do and go to Rome with some hope listen you've got to forget about that right away unfortunately yeah. it's a sore one you know, you feel it. You know, the players will be feeling they've let themselves down. They couldn't listen. It's a top quality side, and as we said prior to it, it was always going to be difficult anyway, Paul. Before yeah, before sure. anybody was sent off, anything like that. I just I'm disappointed in the fact that you end up losing six. But we forgot about the goals we lost were bad goals. Yeah. I, I'd say four out of six were bad goals, and I know you've you're a player less. There's a miskicked one in it. But then Joe's behind the line, as everybody's talking about. So don't know if that's obviously maybe reacting to the first shot. There's a couple of bad headers in there. You're talking about Joe's punch for the first one. So all these things, you've got to eradicate them. You've lost Dyson Mieda, you know. And I don't care what anybody says. In Europe, 10 years ago, it was still an order enough. But 20 years ago, when we played, it was still an order. Because we were always told, as I said, the manager always said to us, don't let, let your studs be off the ground. And that's where the difficulty comes. Whether people agree it's a red card or not, yeah. the ball wasn't touched and all of a sudden that gives you nowhere to go. And I could, my hand in my heart, looking at it last night while I was doing the game, I'm thinking, wow, this could be trouble for us. Regan, what's next? 
Yeah, man, next point is, Paul, in terms of the, um, in terms of the football we've seen on the park. But, I mean, but I, was, I was reading a stat that Celtic have not won a European knockout match uh, since 2012. Yeah. I think the Celtic board need to look at it and go, what can we do to improve? Because you, because you don't want to become a, a laughing stock of, of, of European football in terms of every single time they go in, they're just, go, they're just going in there happy to get the, the 20 or the 30 million. You, you want to do what Rangers did and, and be able to show the fans that we're going to be able to do something in Europe. And I just think it's a big shame. I mean, we talk about the atmosphere at Celtic Park, but I mean, I mean, but yeah. we, I think the squad, the, the squad needs a big investment to do something in Europe. I'm, I was also looking at the away record. Yeah. So it's not one in the last 35 away trips in Europe. Yeah. yeah, it's becoming a theme, isn't it? When you watch the programmes, Peter, Barry, you hear them afterwards, you know, in the Champions League programme, and they'll say about Celtic's record. What do the board do here? 70 million in the bank. I know they can't just... Uh, Spend Paul, that. You that never get embarrassed silly. beginning yeah. at the Champions League. Yeah. Win the league here. It's the most important thing getting at that Champions League. I don't care if they lost every game in it. I'd rather be in the Champions League in this conference league that everybody keeps going on about. Because the Champions is for champions. That's where you want to be and that's where Celtic want to be, playing against the best. It's the only way you learn. But the unfortunate thing is when we have players that do well, teams will come and pay big money for them. You know, that's the problem. I mean, you're trying to bring people back in. We cannot afford the wages, even though there'll be big wages played at Celtic Park. You cannot afford the wages. Listen, some of the reserve players in England are getting the money that Celtic will be playing, and that's not been really? disrespectful. 30 grand a week, oh, 40 grand. Easily. Yeah. I, I, listen. That's there in was, the championship Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. There's guys, I'm telling you, there was youth players on 30 grand a week at Chelsea, youth team players. Guaranteed, because I was at Fulham just down the road for it, and I know who they were, and I wouldn't name them because it'd embarrass them. But they've been on thirty grand a week since about eighteen years of age. So when you go up about these sort of things, it's impossible. But you want to be in that Champions League, so you learn from it. You're playing against the best, and we know sometimes it's been difficult. Of course it is, but I would rather be in it with an opportunity to try and get through than saying, "Oh, we're good enough to go to the conference." I think people are not looking at that Conference League and seeing the quality teams in that as well <laughs> Barry a couple of things in there this time last year we'd, after the Liverpool game with Rangers 7-1 it was the same conversation wasn't it great to be in the Champions League and then you see the difference there's a main, massive massive yeah. gulf and you've seen that last night yeah. with, with Atletico they're, they're, they're a top level team the problem you've got here is if, you've going to, if you're going to go and spend money you're not going to get players for the Premier League down in England there's no chance you'd need to go to the smaller nations like Belgium Holland Norway somewhere like that and try and unearth another Van Dyke or a Wan Yama somebody like that so that's the problem that both Rangers and Celtic are going to have going forward if they want to invest heavily into their squads Reggie what's your final point? Yeah I just wanted to ask you guys in, t- in terms of the overall uh, Scottish uh, reputation in Europe mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that the, that the other clubs well can do well in Europe because I, I want to see us do well in Europe I mean um, I know Aberdeen are already there but we do as good if they can get one uh, tomorrow in Rangers as well so it's, it's just a big thing for me that we need we, de- we definitely need to improve in Europe for sure I think we all agree we're going to turn to the Rangers game and the Aberdeen game shortly thanks Reagan. calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 Barry did you think last night it was going to be something like 6-0 no I, I, I didn't I, I fancied Atletico Madrid yeah. to, to win the game um, but we're not obviously you go down to 10 men then you're, you've got a mountain to climb at, at that stage and, and the colours they go right on half time yeah. 
that sucks the life out of I mean I've been in that situation yeah. myself I'm sure Granny has it, it sucks the life out of you but then you need to get in that half time and you need to make sure you, you don't concede that I was just surprised the way that Celtic did play in the second mm. half I just thought it would have been like sit behind and try and frustrate and keep it at two or three um, but when you open up against a team you're going to get punished for the quality that they've got in their team I think people talk about Scotland and Europe I go back now then yeah. Paul to the amount of numbers of players that Celtic have got sitting on the bench or not stripped Rangers the same Aberdeen the same but remember these boys that was on the bench there would be going and playing for these teams prior years and years ago that's why they get the best results there's too many players not playing not playing they don't get game you know, time so the better yeah. players who you would have that spread whatever it may be whether it's down in England as well because the squads are so big so remember a lot of these players are getting bought that we'd be interested in to sit in benches at a Chelsea or sit in squads at a Chelsea so you can't get them and that's the problem so some of them would rather go there for 100 grand a week than come here and play for 30 grand a week and that's fact there's no going to be proving it with people going to Saudi Arabia yeah. and that's not being disrespectful because we'd all do the same yeah. playing, no playing in self. front of 900 not, people not bothered yeah. so it's the finances are going to do so we've got a lot of players not playing so there's a reason because remember the boys that weren't good enough maybe for Celtic or Rangers when they were younger they went to an Aberdeen and made a life for themselves and became strong yep. and really look at Aberdeen team at one, under Sir yeah. Alex Ferguson mm. all these guys they were all nearly Glaswegians but Celtic or Rangers never attained them yeah at that particular time and ended up going there and becoming superstars for that club and made them stronger so we've got two there's a yeah. lot of reasons why we can't compete but it's not just a financial reason they're saying oh let's go and get a player for such and such because that's nigh on impossible because everybody around Europe knows who they are so we're not going to get them because financially they're just going to blow us out the water and yet Celtic did compete with them two weeks ago they went it's ahead twice, I, isn't it? I've always yeah. said that I mean playing a number of Champions League games is different at home Paul Um away from home we played two totally different ways at home we were more open and attack because listen you've got the 50,000 fans sure. behind you but when you go away from home obviously it's a, a, a different ball game just shows you the fans really do play a part in it let's Huge. hear Brent, Brendan Rogers speaking Huge. about the game away from the VAR decision the ordering off everyone you have to take a game like this here in isolation but with the greatest respect that they get players on different levels to, to ours our guys with 11 need to be at their max like we've seen last week in the in the 2-2 game but like I say you come away and you go to, to 10 men it's, it's a real challenge there's still areas I think we can be better in, in that moment but uh, but I'm not going to be too critical of the of the players playing against that, that level and that quality and this is a level where the, the, the front players and lots of these teams are at a really really high level and I think you've seen that. Some players, the, you know, Barry, you yeah, were saying I about mean, Griezmann. Granny yeah. made a good yeah. point earlier like, in terms of the, the six goals, four were avoidable. And see if you make mistakes at that level against that quality, you're going to get punished. Back here, domestically, you might not. And that's me not being disrespectful to the other teams in the, the Scottish game. But if, when you're at that level and you make one mistake, bang, you're, you're done. They, they put you they put you to bed it's not just an excuse is it it's a reality Go and you've got to just be honest yeah. that they're a top level yeah, team sure. with a lot yeah. better players than Celtic we've got, we've got very good players we've got world class mm -hmm. that's the difference Griezmann's world class I said it before the game last week that I'm surprised they never played in the Premiership everybody tells you it's the best league yeah. in the world but why they never win again because he can play in a multitude of positions but play them exceptionally well he's world class and it's very rarely I would say that but someone you say oh he's a top player but he is world class he could go into any team 
and perform. And last night, it was majestic. But the one thing, if I was young yeah. kids, I'd be looking at his work ethic. Yeah. He's, he tackled Mieda twice, one one side of the pitch and then the opposite side of the pitch. For by all his talent, the work ethic he's got, it was unbelievable. And that's why the best... And to be fair to Atletico Madrid, they never turned their foot off the gas last night, by the way. They kept going and kept going. And as I say, they kept trying to put Celtic under pressure. And that's great credit to the manager for all the, the, the things we don't agree with him. But he's got that team that given that mentality to keep going and keep going. And that's very difficult. When top players are working this hard with that quality, wow, you've won a watch. If that's you, the manager of that team, that's for sure. What about Simeone straight up the tunnel? Were we surprised? Bad manners, but it doesn't yeah. matter even if it is. You just got to respect. And people maybe say, oh, he maybe waits up the tunnel or whatever, but it, this doesn't look right, you know? It doesn't look right. But that is him. He's got the world's against us. And you can sense that even with the supporters, you know, he's got yeah. them all believing that yeah. the world's against us. Well, they're the us. underdogs in Madrid, aren't they? You but know, Real, yeah, Royal Madrid. But the, 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 but the yeah. disrespecting thing for me is every one of these players have got his antics. Yeah. And I was surprised last night because yeah. with the Mayda situation, they were all flashing that yeah. imaginary card. Mm. And that imaginary card's an automatic yellow for yourself. And he never, the so referee what, never so died, didn't he? Exactly. Ivan the Terrible, we called him on the show last well, night before. Like, it was like the same with Gre- yeah. uh, Greg, Ta- uh, Greg Taylor, yeah. the one that tackled with him. Yeah. The boy could have been booked for that, but mm-hmm. not only that, he gives a free kick and then the boy kicks the ball away yeah. and doesn't give him the yellow card. Two minutes later, he brings someone down. Yeah. So that could have been their red sure. card. And that's the fine lines. Barry, you're not going to get anything away from home, though, are you? When you're playing, we are the smaller nation by far, mm-hmm. the Scottish teams. Well, we I went get... through the pain last yeah. year against Liverpool. Sometimes you've got to just sit back and say, They've got a different level of player. Yep. And that's what the case was last night. 08, 08, 17. Simeone's, yeah. I'm not surprised. He does uh, it all the no. time. Would it bother you? I would do my you'd head be, in. You'd be raging, no, I, do, I, I don't yeah. like that at the side. Oh, sure. Waving the hands and all that. Just stand and, and let the referee go on. Mate. That, that, that cracks me up. That. Absolutely. <laughs> not 100%. having it. No, but it's, well, it's a rules. Of course. As soon as you yeah. do it, it's a yellow card and they didn't do but it. But why doesn't he? Yeah. That, that's the question people could ask. Yeah. But listen, not going away for it. They were sure. the better team the second half. But I thought Celtic, as I say, for a big period of the game, I thought they handled the occasion really, really well at the start for 30 minutes, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Again, good opportunities. And I keep going back to it. And saying Barry was mentioned there, the four goals, I thought, hmm, you'll be disappointed in them if you're analysing them when you go back and look at the game. You know, that's the thing you'll be disappointed. And that's the only thing you can take from it because they are better all-round players it's like, the, like Callum McGregor's header yeah. it's not like him yeah then Griezmann takes an unbelievable touch if that's a a good player that touch could go anywhere that's yeah. a top level player where his touch is spot on yep he gets a deflection and it helps it get into the back of the net but that's the difference when yep. you play at that level the talking continues what a night it was last night the wrong kind of night for Celtic and for Scotland not good that we are the headlines Scott, a Scottish team the headlines in Europe but what's going to happen in the next two games we'll find out could they do it against Lazio and then Feyenoord back here in Glasgow and then for Rangers attention turns to them we're going to hear from Jack Butland who's in good form today ahead of the game tomorrow night with Sparta Prague and also from Philippe Clement The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy free quotes for solar PV battery storage and heat pumps Let's go Radio Football Show it's the Wednesday night edition European week that's is here part. what's that? the, the traffic that's the <laughs> hardest no, part exactly. <laughs> I'm saying that is that a 4-4-3 four, four, in, in the carriageways I know where is Rochelle when we need her and we miss Chris so much although Chris is back on tonight a big step up he'll be on tonight at 7 here on the Go Radio Football Show Peter I, 
you wouldn't have thought 6-0. You couldn't see that. It was the it was the wrong kind of outstanding scoreline in Europe last night. But what did they do? Could it affect Celtic now? Or did they have to put that out of their mind and get on with the, the title chase to retain it? And also, um, well, the last two games. 100%. Listen, we keep saying it week in, week out here. About Celtic, you know what you have to do. You have to turn up and win every game you're involved in. That's why you've got to give them credit. Even last night, I thought they started the game ever so well. Um, but then when you lose the man, we've all spoke about it, we've been over that. But now, that's done. That's dusted. You've got to go now and the next game is the most important one. And that that's always the way it is. You've got to go and perform. Players have got to step up again. And the challenge is just to win the league because I don't care what anybody says, Paul, I go back to it. You want to be in the Champions League and to do that, you have to win your domestic championship. And that's what Celtic's vision's got to be. Win that domestic championship at all times because you want to be in the Champions League I'm sick hearing people talking about getting to the conference that's the league they should be in forget that Champions League that's where you want to be in the Europa League as well where uh, Rangers are you looking forward to tomorrow I would rather be in the Champions League Europa League's good it's great it gets a bit of money in but as a club as a footballer where do you want to be as in the elite competition and that's the Champions League against the best players the best teams the best coaches it's a place to be sometimes you suffer some tough nights we've all suffered them but it's the place to be and that's where the the biggest money is as well and the best music (laughs) the theme but it's so difficult Paul because if you go back to right when when it was a European Cup you could you were drawing the champions of Yugoslavia at that particular time the champions of Russia you know you were drawing all them but you were getting one shot at it. You could draw them away from yeah. home and then it was a way goals rule at that particular time and you were out. Yeah. It wasn't somewhere you could fall back into in another European competition. But you're playing against the best players. That's why you were desperately playing it. You know, you all wanted to be involved in it. So we've got to get rid of that that we don't want to play because oh, we get embarrassed with results. The only way you're going to get better at anything, you know, you're going to have to take a few bloody noses, that's for sure. You know, but the only way you're going to be better is the more yeah, often you're in yeah. it. And there's more games next year with the restructure mm-hmm. so there's even more chance to do well or to have difficult nights but I mean I think everyone agrees here you want to be in it you want to be in the oh. biggest tournament what about we'll hear from Scotland boss Steve Clark, the squad out today and mm. a few surprises yeah yeah, and I'm just looking at the four players that are going to be missing and, and they're four starters absolutely Angus yeah. Gunn Hickey Tierney and Robertson um, that's that's four of your, your back five sure. big blow Thank goodness we've qualified, Barry. But you don't want to yeah. finish on No, no a you, you want to finish in a yeah, high, there's, sure. there's no doubt. And, and the players that I've mentioned, Paul, are, are yeah. big players. But then, listen, it gives an opportunity for another player, Josh Doig, young player who's not been involved, yeah. who's doing really well in Italian football. So it's an opportunity for these guys to come in and, and stake their claim to get to Germany next summer. Hellas Verona, if you want to speak to Barry and Peter, you know the number 0808 17 17 700. Do. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. And you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. Let's hear from Philippe Clement. Looking forward to the game tomorrow. He had a big media conference. You'd see it live this afternoon. Here's uh, so Let's find out about the injuries. He was asked um, about Kemar Roof. Kemar will be in the selection, although it's really, really early for him. But it's because um, you never know for five or ten minutes. Will not be more than that. Um, but we need to look also, we miss quite some players because they are not on the list or because of injuries. So we need to make a little bit a uh, pragmatic choice in that way. I don't like if a player is that long out and just trains to g- give him a selection, but 
um, it's necessary for the moment. And what about Scott Wright? Uh, he's in uh, serious doubt. It's not sure yet, but it's a serious doubt. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, John Sutter also not. Nicolai Raskin also not. Rabi Matondo trained the first time today with the group apart, but he's not ready to be in a selection. Barry, what do you feel about the injuries? They're, they're mounting up again, which mm-hmm. I'm sure he's, he, he'll be frustrated. Scott Wright, he, he only came on in the second half. Listen, he made an impact, there's no yeah. doubt I was at the game and I thought he, he took his goal really well. Again, he was a player that I thought was out the door, but he's clearly got his head down and, and worked hard. So I can see him probably putting like, um, Ben Davis at left back. Or, or I don't know who he's going to play. I, well, Ben Davis will play centre-back because John Suter's no fit. Mm-hmm. So Balogun's not in the squad. Um, there is um, Radvan mm-hmm. as well not in the European squad so you'll need to mix it up a bit and it'll be interesting to see um, what's starting 11 but listen I'm confident because th- th- they've got to take a lot of confidence certainly for the run they've been on that's four wins and one uh, one draw in the five games that the new manager's been in you can see the confidence is starting to creep back in mm-hmm. um, but it's still early doors as I said Paul I'm not getting too carried away but I just like his mannerisms, I like the way he comes out and I've been highly impressed by him. More from him and from you and Peter shortly on that. Let's go back on the lines. Chris is on from Govan, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, lads. How are we? Good evening, Chris. Yeah, we're fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, well, last night was... Do you know what? what you summed up earlier. It was a reality check, but this thing is... I'm going to go back. I think VAR needs needs to look at... VAR needs to get a sort of revamp because Maida's tackle is not a red card. He's put his foot up to block the ball and he just so happens he connects with a boy. Now, it's the same thing as what happened up at Ross County. It's these still images of VAR that is getting players sent off. I mean, if you look at a free kick, if you look at a corner, if you actually took every single freeze frame from a corner, from a free kick, you'd end up with, t- with 10 penalties a game because there's always shot pulling, that not a foul, you know, yeah. pushing, that not a foul. They've got to look at these things in real time. If you look at that image in just a real live motion, you can clearly see that Dyson Maida is trying to block the ball. He's not, he's not going to hurt the boy. And I actually think it's more of a 50-50 and the Atletico boy just comes off second best. Barry, what would you say, Barry, first of all, in that one? Don't... I agree. I've been yeah. watching the game when it was moving yeah. in, in real, real time. time. I didn't think it was a, a sending off. And when you see the, the real um, image what Chris is saying there, or the still image, sorry, should I say, it looks horrendous, but I'm more for let the game play and... It's a coming together, in my opinion. Does it go a bit high? He does, but then I watch his foot. His foot's pretty... His studs are facing the ground. They're not facing anti-wards uh, the Atletico Madrid's um, shins. So but everybody's got their own opinion. My yeah. personal opinion last night, I thought it was a yellow card. Peter, should they rule out the still? Don't just show the still. In fact, don't show it. Show it in real time. Well, to, it's the first the time I've seen the VAR television on the television if you know what I mean when the referee's walking over it's the first time you've seen that and unfortunately it was paused right at that I understand what the guys are saying and I was praying to God that Dyson had got a touch on the ball because it was the only way I was seeing him getting saved I must admit because I thought if he's not touched the ball he's going to be off the pitch here 
and I'm saying that it was breaking my heart thinking that but I'm looking at it thinking he's going to be off the pitch here because if he's not touched the ball I know what it's like in Europe for all the years going past is the exact same if your foot's off the ground and you don't touch the ball yesteryear it was a booking maybe you'd maybe get away with you were fortunate but it was the one thing God rest Big Billy McNeil and the Davy Hayes who were my managers at that particular time used to say to us all the time don't show your studs guys because it's an automatic booking now the fact that Dyson didn't get a touch the ball and I understand they're saying he kicked the boy's foot listen I, I missed the 8-8 cup final for the exact same situation I broke my foot I've kicked through the ball and the boys come through and his foot's hurt my foot not even checked it wasn't even a free yeah. kick it wasn't a foul but I just kicked the solely's foot but I broke my foot so but it wasn't an order nothing but nowadays unfortunately if you don't touch the ball and your foot's off the ground and I was worrying about that last night I must admit as soon as, he, as, soon as I seen him given the yellow card and then Simone and that going on the way there, I think, oh, this is going to be checked here. And soon as I thought, soon as I seen it, the yeah. fact he hadn't touched the ball, Paul, I thought, mm -hmm. there's only one way he's going to go here, he's going off. Chris, Simeone's not in your Christmas card list, does he? <laughs> to, 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 be, to be fair, I mean, he's, he's never changed from when he was a player. Do you know what I mean? And see, to be honest, I don't actually like him as a person, but I think the way he gets his teams to play is the same way he played physical get in your face and you know cheat basically but that's that's how managers do it in, in, in the foreign in the foreign countries I just think it's it's that's just what's going to happen yeah. I mean I don't approve I don't approve disappearing up the tunnel I think that's yeah. that's a bit you know hitting a miss but I do think that that's just what's going to happen do you think, what would you say to your club, to Celtic? What do you want to see then for, well, say next season, if they get back into the Champions League? What kind of investment do you want? Or is that unrealistic? No, it's not. But the point is, I'm seeing a lot on social media. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to buy a £5 million player. We need to buy a £10 million. Like, we are not going to be in the market. Yes, Celtic probably have the money to yeah. do so through past sales and other things. Yeah. But, you realistically cannot turn around to a world-class player and say, come to Celtic, right? Come on, let's sign for Celtic. I'll take you to Dingwall. And then you turn around to somebody, Crystal Palace, come in and say, yeah. I'll take you to the Etihad and Old Trafford and the Emirates. Yeah. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, any player that signs for Celtic or Rangers, I'm pretty sure Barry will agree with me on that one, and Peter as well, they are signing for the four Celtic Rangers games and to play in Europe. Mm. That's it. Other than that, they would rather go to clubs like Palace yeah. and, you know, Luton, Notts Forest, teams like that. Barry, do you agree? Yeah, and they're yeah. going to get four times a salary than they would get at Celtic or Rangers. And you can't fault a player for that. He's obviously a, a short career. So that's a problem that both Celtic and Rangers have got. They're, they're in total different markets. That's what I'm saying. But like Paul, we're talking about, he's right, Celtic signing a four or five million pound player. You're not even uh, down in England. You're getting a reserve player going for forty sure. million, forty five million. Yeah. And Celtic do buy players that's now what at I'm four, five, six uh, of course, million. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's a lot of money for here. Yeah. And then you've got to put the wages in. But the, the reserve team players, I bet you half of the punters up here wouldn't even yeah. know who they were. Sure. 
and they're moving to teams for 50 million. You're thinking, who, who, how is he going? Is there somewhere in between? They spend a 15, 16 million on somebody with potential that they can sell on for but, maybe 50. But what are you going to pay them? 150 grand a week? That's not going to happen, Paul. Because if you go up to 16 million for a team like Celtic, you're, they're still going to be looking for about 100, 150 grand a week. There is absolutely no doubt. Listen, I was down in England, I know the wages I'm talking about. Yep. I've been down there for 26 years and I've just seen it snowball and snowball. When I went down there in 97, there was guys in the championship on 30 grand a week who wouldn't they get a game up here for Celtic or Rangers at that particular time were on 30 grand a week then 97 he wouldn't even buy us a coffee by all <laughs> no, that I, money listen, it was 100% right I, I know it myself absolutely um, and the markets you're, you're looking at yeah. the Scandinavian market for instance where you're going to get somebody a, a knockdown price and low salary um, the Japanese market which Celtic yeah. have went in and let's be honest that they've got two unbelievable players in, in my eyes and Kyogo and um, Hitati. Yep. Uh, so that's the kind of markets that I'm afraid Rangers and Celtic are limited to. Chris, what's your final point? What would you want to say to Glasgow in the West? No, as, as, I, as I said, both Celtic and Rangers, I think all fans, I think, you know, just have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Celtic, based on you know the last two seasons in the championship, oh. yeah, but me. Ah, we've Europa lost you. Europa League at best. Europa League at best. Yeah, we got you on that one. Thanks, Chris. Europa League at best. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Looking forward to tomorrow night you baffled me there M73 M74 M77 I was asking where's that right. where is it back to can't just M74. use names hello <laughs> Bailiff's or whatever good you too Maryville paying, paying attention the Maryville <laughs> so M73 northbound right if you're heading up the way towards Stirling there's been oh, an accident right. all three are closed mm-hmm. and it's affecting the M74 coming out of Glasgow the way we go yeah. home yeah Barry, the driver will be there for us, Peter. Barry's driver there. Oh, the helicopter. It's a bit late in the day for that one. Yeah. Peter, what was your first thought this morning when you woke up and you think, what was the scoreline? 6 0, do you think? I mean, honestly, what was your thought this morning? Just disappointment because you wanted to be on a show. I still thought, even if we played really, really well and done everything properly, I'd still been a tough ass to go and get a result there because of the quality they have. So you're just disappointed because, yet again, people look at it and say six goals against. And I think that's a disappointment. People forget about yeah, they're getting sent off. And take that out of the picture. The second half was obviously a bit of a lesson because of good players playing well. And I've got to give Atletico, but I've got to give them credit the way they went about their professionalism in the second half. And it was really, really difficult. There's not one person could say that the Celtic boys never gave everything, trying to do the right thing, trying to work hard, all the things you need to try and do. But just the quality, just overtaining. As I say, it was a humbling because of it, of course. And nobody be hurt more than the players, that, that's for sure. And it's just disappointed for them because I don't think the first 35 minutes, they deserved that with their performance in that period. And it had been interesting. And I was looking forward to seeing how they coped playing in there. And if they'd have kept the, the players on, it would been interesting to see how much, because as I say, they'd started so well, I felt. Why is it teams like, let's say Porto in Portugal... It's not that much bigger than our league, is it? Or Shakhtar Donetsk. I mean, big win for them last night against Barca. Barry, maybe a bit of a surprise. will be piles higher. So they're paying much more money. Yep, 100%. And you're all over the world, Paul. The boys come in from all over the world, the Brazilians, you name it. You know, they bring them in early, but they spend a lot of money, Paul. Let's not Mm -hmm. be kidding. As kids, they bring them in more as kids for a lot of money. 
hoping that this is the next diamond that they're going to sell on and that's what they do so these boys that come in at maybe 15 all of a sudden become the superstar around about 19 but then that's when they make all their money and they constantly okay. do that what about Feyenoord then I'm just trying to think about clubs the same sort of size their, their budget I would yeah. reckon would be pretty similar the Celtic or Rangers yep. same kind of budget yep. mm -hmm. so they've got six points we and know PSV, they lost last like night Rangers yeah. played in the Champions sure. League qualifier their budgets would be pretty um, pretty similar same obviously well in terms of transfer fees mm. they would pay a bit more but in terms of budget in terms of wages mm. it would be round about the same and is it the quality of play in the Dutch league let's say there's more depth to, you know there's here there's Rangers well, I Celtic. was over nine Toven and yeah. obviously sitting down watching it live and, and there, were, there was a, even a gulf between PSV and Rangers mm. I'll be honest with you there, there was sitting watching it you could see they were a they were a better outfit and, and sometimes you just got to be realistic Paul yeah. and that's what I was I mean going back to last year the Champions League for Rangers it was waking up and thinking oh that was sore mm. but then be realistic but you're against better at, players actually, and better teams but we've got to be Honest and look at it. I'm saying last night, if you take Callum McGregor out of the team, and I'm talking about outfield players here, yeah. you take Callum out of the team, one player in their team would have had more European appearances. One player. Wow. And yeah, that Atletico sure. Madrid yeah. team. Because they've been together for so long and they go to the latter stages as well. But one player would have had more than all the Celtic players put together in European competition. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind of that, because that team has been together. The manager who's the best paid manager in the world. Yeah, sure. You know, all these things. So you don't have that with mugs in your team. You know what I mean? These guys are all a minimum a hundred grand a week. So we've got to remember that. And they, they don't have they don't need to lose their players. Who are they going to lose them to? Who's going to be able to afford their players? Unless you're one of the big boys, you're not going to be able to take their players on. They make the decision when their players leave. Unfortunately for us, we can lose our best players by having a good season. And we can't build that momentum and saying, well, we've had two years of great experience now. We've lost maybe one player and we've added to that. We can't do that. We can lose three or four. And that is the difference. Let's look to tomorrow night. Rangers in action against Sparta Prague at Ibrox. There'll be 50,000 there. Jack Butland, the outstanding success mm. of the Michael Beale he's, he's era. Been, and he's been top class. I've got to be yeah. honest with you. Um, I knew Rangers were getting a really good goalkeeper. Mm. My only concern with Jack was he hadn't played a lot of football. But I tell you what, he's he's filled Alan, Mc, Alan McGregor's gloves brilliantly. Um, a real, just a, a unit. I mean, I, I couldn't believe. I forgot how actual big he was until I bumped into him last week. He's a he's an absolute giant. Um, he's loving life up here, and I, I, I tell you, he's he, he's been a brilliant sign and a free transfer as well, Paul. And he likes Glasgow. Yep, yep. he settled in. He just similar to quite a lot of people when they come up here. They can't believe the size of both Rangers and Celtic. Um, he's taken a back bit, but listen, he's been a, a brilliant find. Here's a piece from him today speaking about the game tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, huge one in terms of the in terms of the group. Um, our first European home match under this manager. Um, home European match, of course. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a good night. Looking forward to it. Um, like I said, it's a comes at an important time for us. Um, a crucial part of the group, a chance for us to go top of the group um, and set us up in good stead for the last two games and, and hopefully qualify. So, big important game. Here's James, a Rangers fan on the line from Glasgow. Hi, James. Hello, James. Oh, I think he's just gone there. Uh, he wanted to ask, in fact, we'll come back to him if we can get him. I can see the line there, but we just can't hear it at the moment. We'll come back to him. Jack Butland. 
Listen, we said it before we came, we were fortunate enough, Jack was, I was a coach at Birmingham at the time and Barry was playing at that particular time. We knew how good a goalkeeper he was. He, and as I say, he's got, we always knew he'd be top draw for you. And Barry spoke about it, probably the injuries were a wee bit concerned at the time. He was on the bench or whatever. But his quality was always good about him. But what I like in a goalkeeper is his calmness. He helps the back line. He doesn't jump about like a mad. He makes the saves, gets up, organises and gets on with it. And he's been brilliant since he came in. But we always felt if he was anything like what he was when we worked with him, he'd be a top, top signer. Yeah, he's a real he, presence. Yeah. And that's what you need in a goalkeeper. And he's a communicator as well. I like the way he talks and he organises his, his back lot. So, yep, delighted with how he's, he's performed. Here's James on the line, the Rangers fan from Govan. Hi, James. You all right, Paul? How are you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? Ah, no bad, no bad. So what are you thinking? What's your point for the guys? First of all, what about Jack Butlin? We just heard him there. Um, a calming influence, commanding. He's just, he just knows, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's, uh, the goal's in good horns, the club's in good horns with him. I just don't think we'll, we'll be able to keep him too long. But, you know, fair dues, he's, he's up here to a jump back down south and you can't blame him for that, you know. No, for sure. And you were going to say something about the size of the supports? Well, I'll tell you the difference, Paul. I remember years ago, I was I went out to Amsterdam to see Rangers uh, in Amsterdam mm-hmm. Arena, the, the, the game that Gascoigne got sent off. I yeah. arrived into Sheffield Airport the day before the game. We got a train into Amsterdam at 10 o'clock at night. It's pitch black outside both, both sides of the train. All I could see on the way into Amsterdam was at least 20 floodlit pitches mm-hmm. right in the middle of housing schemes where guys can go in free of charge kick a ball about as long as they want we don't have that here the, the SFA the STL the Scottish Government everybody's to blame for that we all, we all want to take money for the game but we don't want to put money back in and these people in the housing schemes are all over Holland that's all I've seen on one rail track to Schiphol Airport into Amsterdam now, if you go all over that whole country that's all you're going to see floodlit parks right in the middle of housing schemes where your stars of yesteryear came from. That's the problem. That's a great point, James. We used to have the 50 pitches and things. So if you came from Glasgow Airport, you would see them. Barry, yeah, I, it's I, not I happening. Agree with him. Yeah. I, I totally agree with him. I, I've been to Poland a number of times um, and the facilities they've got, and I'm talking about, I mean, they call it amateur clubs over there. I know, but that's yeah. from like kids from five year old right up to, to 16. Um, and the, the amount of pitches over in not just Holland but Scandinavia is is absolute massive and and listen I don't know do your kids pay, they pay an absolute yeah. fortune to rent out pitches yeah. where I think under 16s it should be free yeah. I honestly do believe sure. it Peter it's not cheap now this to is how you see boys kids. clubs and yeah. whatever go out of business yeah. or go out or fold in terms of because parents cost a living people can't afford it it should be free for kids under 16 and that's where you produce the youngsters um to be future international uh, stars I think it's a completely different conversation altogether Paul because of this because I think we've got a lot to blame ourselves. I went, I flew over the 50 pitches coming in here on a Saturday morning and for the first time in my life I kind of cried there wasn't one person on them and it was 10.30 on a Saturday morning you're kidding and I mean not one person what? not one person not even anybody on, there was like I'm telling a lie there was a guy walking a dog that's, not that's the sort of thing yeah. we can make all the excuses we want I think there's too many academy teams. There's no school football. I've always said that the school football was massive because that was me playing with my pals. 
But I went to play the boys' club football. That was completely different. But I was playing with my pals with the school football. We're talking about the facilities in the, the schemes. We don't look after them. In Holland and in Germany, they put them in. And if that village doesn't look after it, it gets taken away. Because it doesn't get spray painted. It doesn't get wrote on. The boys are not sitting about having smoking cigarettes yeah. or sniffing yeah. glue, whatever you want. So let's not make excuses. We've got to get the kids. The kids are scared to go to these places because of the amount of trouble that's going on now. And that is the problem. The parents don't want them to go out. They'd rather be up the stairs because they think they're wow. safe. So we're making all the excuses we want. The kids can't do it in a safe environment, no matter what town or village it's in. And that's the way we've got to look at. Don't make excuses because too many people don't allow the kids to go out there and play with the freedom of enjoying themselves without looking over their shoulders thinking somebody's going to come up and hit them. Well, well I had a brilliant Saturday morning. I was down to Palace Grounds. Yep. I had my mother-in-law's dog and for the first time, opposite of what Granty's saying, every pitch, I mean, you go down there quite Absolutely. often with your yep. grandson, yep. every pitch was getting played on and I just, wow. I sat, or sorry, I didn't sit, I stood yep. with the dog and I watched three or four different games and that, that, that's where people are made. That's where yep. players are made on these, these type of pitches. But the facilities nowadays and the, the amount of money it costs these teams to go and and provide for the kids that play with the teams, it's an absolute joke. Did you, still play, did you still play school football, yep, Baz? Yep, yeah. That's mm. a bit. I played, we played with our school teams, Grant, on a Saturday Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. And then, Saturday then, morning. then the boys club in yep. the afternoon. That was yep. us. James, did you play twice a day on a Saturday? Just, I played as much as you could. Absolutely. You know, we played yep. on the streets and in between, in between two tournaments with yeah. two midden bins at the end of the, end of the street <laughs> for the goal. Do you still yeah. think yeah. it's safe yeah. enough to do that, James? Do you still think it's safe no, enough for no, the kids? No. It's not, it's not Peter because yeah, a, a lot of these uh, a lot of these housing schemes now have got you know um, green areas and stuff and you know yeah. monoblocks and yeah. you've no got to go it away. But, but I want to touch on the point that you're making about the academies and stuff. What I saw in Amsterdam here it was the the academy stuff supporting. It was it was football grounds. It was five and seven aside. Yes. Pitches. All, all, all weather pitches right in the middle of housing schemes. High rise flats all in it. Yep. You know, boys went in there to play football. Let them develop themselves and then they'll get picked up and go to the academy. Absolutely. See, see these facilities are in amongst housing schemes and out. They're locked up. Aye. Boys can't get in. Boys and girls okay. can't get in yep. to play. Or glass or bricks all over yep. them, Because there's padlocks on the doors. Wow. Aye, that's the problem. They'll leave it home, Barry. No, so, I know. So you, might be... and you, might get, you might get a bundle of boys at nine o'clock at night, you know, eight o'clock at night. Boys will play football when they want to play football. Not allocated times. James, I'm with you 100%. I'm all for that. I know you're proud of it. Listen, if two boys are on that pitch and they're just just bought up against the wall, they don't know it, but they're working on their skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. James. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Oh, you're 100%. That's a great shout. Have to go for the news. That's what we asked when I was young. Of course, yeah. And you've got boys and girls playing who want to play. That's it. Just go and play. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. 
There's a huge game here in the West tonight. St Mirren up against Hibs. Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney. Barry, St Mirren, what a start to the season. They would love to win that one tonight against the Highbies. Yeah, and they'll, they'll have every chance, yep. Paul. At home, they're a very strong outfit. Um, very well organised team, very well coached. You, could, you, you can tell that. And again... A surprise packet. Well, I'm saying a surprise that yeah, it's not last no. year. They thoroughly mm. deserve to finish in the top six and they're having another brilliant season and I wouldn't be surprised if they take the three points tonight. Peter, while you were doing the Celtic game last night, of course, in the Champions League, uh, there was a game going on. Craig Levine, the new manager at yeah. St. Johnson. What a start 2-0, but Motherwell came back. Yeah, I'll be disappointed at that, yeah. you know, that they, after being in front. But as you say, it's a positive start from him. I'm delighted, listen, that somebody like Craig came in because I, I told you, too many boys get rubbed out very, very quickly. Right. And I think it's important. You know, they've got a great knowledge, a great understanding. And I'm delighted he's back in. It'll be interesting to see, listen to him like to Michael Stewart now about him now because that was all, he's delighted probably that Craig's back because he can give him that criticism because that's all he seemed to do. So this, I'll be banter yeah. week again as soon as I have a few bad results. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that but that, that gives the experienced managers and experienced coaches a bit of hope that there is an, maybe another opportunity to get back into the game because I think they're overlooked too much you can't buy experience I've always said that I know it's great seeing young coaches come into the game I totally get that it's part of it but also there's still a place in my eyes yeah. for experience I thought he made himself sound a bit old though Peter he was going on about oh you know the, I'll give it every bit of energy I've got he's only 58 exactly he's, he's only uh, 59 he's a year older than Ange Postacoglu who's you know he's, just he's a year older than me exactly uh, no, he's got a, listen, his, his, his experience <laughs> his experience is magnificent you know what yeah, I mean sure. so okay. if you can't use that that's quite incredible <laughs> enough about St Johnson what about Motherwell they needed the points last night well it's a great uh, fight but considering yeah, yeah. Considering you're under pressure, you've not played particularly well. I think it's one in six, is it? One draw, they've had in six. Now that's two and seven. Mm -hmm. And I think Stuart done fantastically well, but this will tell you more about him and the respect that and the group of players he has. But listen, we've always got to remember, you talk about losing one player, they'd Van Veen. So they'd win yeah, games sure. and score goals at important times in games and give you that little bit of confidence. I mean, you lose someone like that, it is very, very difficult to replace. There is no getting away from that. This time tomorrow night, Barry and many of you will be at Ibrox for the game with Sparta, Prague. Here's your manager today talking about the conundrum. He talked about a puzzle the other day about who is available in his squad for this game because obviously it was during Michael Beale's day that they put the squad in. This is what he was saying. If there's one thing important in the way I'm a coach, the way I'm a person... I am a perfectionist, but I've learned to control the controllable. So I'm not focused or frustrated about that because it's something I cannot control. It's a decision that's made, it's finished, I cannot change it. So I leave it behind and I look at all the other things that I have control on or I try to get control on. So in that way, I think that's the best answer. I don't think it's important to think about that because I don't know what the reason was for the decision. Maybe they didn't deserve that moment also. Or they deserve or whatever. It's finished, it's done. And luckily for them, we have a lot of other games also, not only Europe. So I want to see players who are ambitious in the trainings and in the games that we can keep in the other three competitions as as long as possible. Can maybe be an extra motivation for the guys who are not in Europe. Barry, have you got a good idea of the team he'll put out tomorrow night? Yeah, I've got a rough idea. Mm. Obviously, he wasn't too happy with the the European squad that was announced mm. for, for the games. Um, ideally, he would have liked that, but listen, you can only yeah. select a certain amount, Paul. 
that's that's the rules. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, who he plays at uh, wherever and on the pitch. Because he, he, listen, he's got he's got a squad now, and to be fair to the guys who have been out of the picture, they've come in and they've they've, they've obviously showed them that they, they want to be part of it going forward. Um, so in terms of the game tomorrow night, they're going to play the same way. Um, the biggest thing for me is is the the energy and the commitment and listen you only get that for winning games of football and you can see it the confidence starting to build but it's still early he knows that he's not getting carried away and that's what I like about him um, he keeps everybody on their toes even if you're the, the main player or the most expensive player or the best player at the, the club you'll not be guaranteed to play unless you produce the goods in training and certainly in match days. Peter, here's his goalkeeper speaking about how the manager handles the players. But as far as the, as the manager goes, I think he, I touched on earlier, he's simplified things. He's made his demands obvious, um, not clouded. If there's things that, you know, he, there's, there's been occasions where I know he wants to improve certain things and aspects, whether it be fitness or whatever, there's been things that he's touched on and been sure to come back and given us reason as to why and backed up his reasons as to why he's he's making us do certain things or play certain ways. Um, so there's no grey area. Um, I think the lads know what's expected um, and he's included everybody. Um, look, I think when you're, when you're playing regular and there are regulars in the team that have played more than others, um, others that are on the outside can perhaps feel distant from it. Um, I think he's been great at bringing those guys in, making them feel a part of it um, and when it comes to extra work understanding why he wants them to do extra work because he wants to be on the same level of those that are playing um, and as a result you've got 24, 25 players that are capable of performing for this club and um, I think he's done a good job of you know, making everyone feel a real part of it well, I think what Jack's saying there is he's got a clarity about him and I think that's the most important thing for players any player it doesn't matter if it's a new breed or as we go back to the olden days all you want to do now is understand your role within the team and then try and produce that. Once there's not that clarity, then players are looking around and looking for that little bit of help, especially when it goes against you. But can I go back to the fact is, the squad thing for me is the biggest joke ever. If you're a Rangers signing, you should be able to play for Rangers. Whether you're 40 players or 50 players, I don't clear. Because what's these young boys doing? We talk about in the B teams. Say he's playing exceptionally well, oh, but we named the squad at the start of the season. So you have no chance of playing in Europe, son. So we'd never have played in Europe then if the manager named it at the start of the season. So if you're a Rangers signed player, you should be able to pull on the jersey no matter what game it is. Let's get away. I think it's a ridiculous rule, you know, that doesn't allow you. You shouldn't be telling anybody, oh, you need to name a squad at the start of the season who's it going to play in Europe. Come on. Strangling ambition, isn't it? Oh, but and listen, to, you see the injuries in the modern day yeah, game. Sure. Right? I was you know? just about to say that. What, what if you do collect a number of injuries? Absolutely. So you've not got enough players to... To play with, I I I, don't, I think it's a, a crazy rule. If if you if you've got a squad of 25, 26, you should be allowed to use that squad yeah. of twenty five yeah. or twenty six in no any no game. Matter. Exactly. If you're a Rangers signing, you should be able to play. Mm -hmm. If you're a Celtic signing, you should yeah. be able to play. And it gives the wee boys a carrot, the young boys. So so he's, uh, Clement's come in for entry, uh, for his new manager in there, and he doesn't know a young boy, but he's seen him play. And he thinks he's done fantastically well. Oh, but I can't put him in, in Europe, but I can't play him in this because he's not registered. Come on, give us a break. It's the worst rule I've ever heard of. And, and watching them, Paul, certainly live in, in, in Sunday, they look more solid. See, when they're going forward and it, it breaks down, it looks as if there's a structure. People know if it breaks down in certain areas where to be. As before, I thought they were a bit all over the place, a bit wide open. So you can see he's certainly 
done a fair bit of work on the training ground. They look a better balance, but I'm looking at it mm -hmm. just for the television. Yep. It looks as if players are staying in, I don't mean staying in their areas, they know the areas they've got to fill back yep. into. Mm -hmm. So there's not two people over there when there's only supposed to be one, they're all balanced off. There's not a big gap, which we felt at the start of the season mm -hmm. there was, that you could knock the ball wide against Rangers and it was a problem for them because mm -hmm. you were getting forwards running the full end of the pitch to defend. Yep. I just think they look a better balance and that's me just looking, as I say, at television, obviously the Rangers Yeah, but that's something I think he's identified early doors, obviously. He says he'd watched all the games previous yes. to taking the job and that's something that I think he's 100% he's worked on in the, the training ground. You can see it. There's a better structure. That's the yeah, best word yeah. I could use. A better structure about them. What about the opposition tomorrow night? No, it's a, it's a good team. Eh? Like I said before the game there, it's a, it's a good technical team with a good structure. It's also a team who, um, how to say this, focus on the European games. Um, they, they make some changes the weekends before to, to be top in these European games. They can do it also in the league that they're playing because the difference is sometimes too big. Yeah, and it's it's a team with a lot of ambition, also with a co uh, with a coach with a lot of ambition that I know really well. So we know it's it's a tough game, and we need to be really at our highest level to to get the three points. And their top scorers back as well tomorrow for. Yep, they're, they're a good yeah. team, Paul. They're not a, yeah. a top yeah. team in my yeah. eyes. Again, I, I was over there, and I, I was impressed with them in the first half. I thought the second half, Rangers, the last twenty minutes could have sneaked it. If I'm being honest with you, but Rangers are at home; they've got to take the game to Sparta and if I do that if they do that sorry I think they've got every chance of getting the three points Peter what do you think tomorrow night? Yeah I agree with yeah. that I think listen anybody coming to Glasgow I will always give Celtic Rangers an opportunity you've always got a puncher's chance no matter who you're playing <laughs> whether it's the biggest teams because the support demands that you know and that just makes it slightly different there is absolutely no doubt of that and that becomes a leveller you know at certain times and then you're hoping that when the chances come that you take them that, that doesn't change wherever you're playing against Paul because you can have all the best players but if your opportunities don't come and you make silly errors you'll end up getting punished against the better quality sides but I fancy Rangers tomorrow night Heard you on the telly last night were you live in the Metropolitano in Madrid or were you in the, in the <laughs> Metropolitan, Metropolitan Merchant City Glasgow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> must be strange so you're at yeah because of the VAR situation believe it or not Paul because ah, yeah. the television doesn't allow so you've got to go off the one VAR. So okay. there's no room and all that for oh. everybody to go and do the television from right. their live. So VAR, you've got to be able to see VAR. I mentioned that because tomorrow night there'll be 50,000 there and you mentioned about Atletico and they had such a huge crowd. Good travelling support for Celtic Fantastic. as well last night and a big home support. Tomorrow night it'll be mainly Rangers fans and the manager was asked because it's his first European night, isn't it, in charge mm -hmm. at Ibrox? No, I'm looking uh, a lot forward to that. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of first moments last couple of weeks um, and this is, this is another one and okay I've been yesterday also um, at the fun forum so you feel in every sense you feel it in the games you feel it before the games like when we came in in uh, in Hemden Park the atmosphere there in Dundee the atmosphere before the game already there's already a big change in the minds of the supporters, much more positivity. Uh, a really drive and the players feel it also. They come on the pitch uh, for the warm-up and that gives already a lot of energy to the players. So I hope to have that tomorrow, but even a little bit more. So European Nights is always something special. It's always been. I love it. And yeah, I hope uh, a really, really 
positive atmosphere in the stadium that uh, a lot of supports from the fans. If he was asking you for advice for a European night at home, what's he going to expect to hear and see? Noise. <laughs> yeah. <There's that laughs> yeah. Noise. That, I mean, European nights, albeit, listen, we spoke about it earlier on. I would rather be listening to that tune for 10 seconds, the Champions sure. League tune, but it is what it is. You're in Europa League. They've got a brilliant opportunity, Paul, for me to get out in the, out the group and progressing next, next, um, after Christmas, sorry, should I say. So, yeah, that'll be noisy. You can't beat them under the lights at Ibrox. Brilliant nights. And it gives the Barry as well. The Barry's got experience. It's not yeah. as if it's his yeah. first game. No. It's not a sense he going to the game on Sunday. It was, it was a positive vibe yeah. about the place. Yeah. Where, take it back three or four weeks ago, it was toxic. It was hostile. It wasn't, a, it wasn't, nice, wasn't yeah. nice, but you could see people were going in with, right, do you know what? We've got a real good chance of winning the game. And that's the way you want to feel. But listen, that's up to the players and the, man, the managers kind of brought that since he's come in and the, that's transferring to the players on the pitch and you can see him all, all fans want listen ideally you want to be brilliant, play brilliant football but what they want to see is commitment and that's what they're seeing for this team at this moment in time James Bisgrove has been saying today that the club will announce a profit for the second successive year at the forthcoming AGM. He said, in the next week or two, we will release financial results and record a profit for second successive season. The departure of previous managers has not impacted on that. The board have been very supportive, he said, of the decisions from a debt perspective. There's no external debt from those decisions. Also, he has confirmed the club is considering early ideas of an ambitious stadium expansion plan. Now, we've heard about this before, Barry. Mm -hmm. It could take it to maybe the same size. It actually says here, bigger than Celtic. But, uh, I mean, from our point yeah, of I view... I think it was an extra 16,000 seats okay. they're talking about. Is that a reality? Do you think it is going to happen? The it would be nice to see, but it's going to cost a, an arm and a leg, let, let's be honest. But they're, they're, they're trying round about the club. You can see the new Edmondson House, Paul, very impressive. Yeah with the museum and then they've got an event area where it holds just over 300 people where the manager mentioned there was a fans forum yeah. mm -hmm. what, what it was at I, um, I thought it was, was a fun forum at I first know, I, thought, I thought it was at a fun <laughs> I thought that was Victoria's <laughs> nailed this so round about yeah. iBooks are trying to bring it up yeah. um, and That's listen good. if they, they go ahead with this plan of extending the stadium um, I'm sure the fans would be would be uh, absolutely delighted with they've that. had to do a lot of work in the stadium in recent years haven't they yep. it's funny how it used to be you know yep. I, and it was it was brilliant what they, they did to fix the trophy room yeah oh there'll be one in that the 17th of December don't you worry and if not there'll be more changes uh, at the top uh, that, that's what yeah. I mean you can't buy them you can't buy trophies you know you've got to make sure yeah. but you're told about money being in the bank we've all seen that before you've got to get the, the, the medals and the badges and yeah. the trophies sitting in the cabinet that's the only thing it counts to supporters, that's for sure. There'll be plenty of trophies soon, <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> Love it from both sides. Because that's what we want in Glasgow, you know, packed yeah. out stadiums. How many clubs these days, I know Liverpool have been doing it, mm -hmm. uh, they're talking about it at Chelsea, aren't they? But to see... But you're right, but see what you're saying inside the stadium, yeah. they've done a lot of work mm -hmm. inside it as well, Paul. I, I was in three or four years ago and you could see it was in a bit of disrepair mm -hmm. and they've spent a bit of money inside and that's what you've got to do. You know what I mean? You've got to keep spending, not just in the playing squad, people don't see that, it's... Things like the training ground as well has been brought right up to, to scratch again. So it's good to hear that they're not, not just want to invest only in the playing squad. I know that's what fans want. They yeah. want money spent in the team, but also the infrastructure around about the place. But you know yourself, Baz, when you went to sign down in England, you like to see a Blackburn or that, the training facility was night and day mm -hmm. to what you had up here. Yep. 
You know what I mean? Was it? Yeah, the grounds but, weren't. But see when, you can, see when you can't give yeah. the money, Paul. Sometimes attraction, you're taking them to the training ground in the stadium. Yeah. That yeah. sort of swings them a little bit. Yeah. People don't realise how important that is. Because if you bring them to something that, oh, hmm, sure. that's second rate, you know, and they look at the stadium as well and think, well, there's not really something there because let's be honest, 90% of these kids are not brought up being Celtic at Rangers supporters. Sure. And Celtic have done great work, haven't they, with the Celtic way now, what they've done well, there. All these different things. Yeah, the all these different things. Yeah. They've already spoken to all the Barrafield getting done, you yeah. know, and they've got the training facility. So you've got to find a way to try and bring them in. There is absolutely no doubt of that. Do you still have nightmares, flashbacks to training at Barrafield? What was oh, it like? So I that was just near it. the park, wasn't it? Well, Barrafield was brilliant. The best thing about that was there was a wee bit down the back and yeah. it was a, it the Nash pitch up the top and a grass pitch and actually we used to train the grass pitch. But bang on 10 o'clock, a couple yeah. of guys would come in the council van down the back, <laughs> throw a couple of tyres off and set them on fire. So every time you were ready to start the warm up, you thought no. you were in fog. They were all coughing and spluttering, and then they'd man. They'd palm the horn, going by, waving at you, going out, you know. So it was brilliant, a brilliant place. I loved every moment going up there. I must admit, I loved it. Yeah, I loved going to Barrafield. We used to run up and down the street, London Road. We'd run up the London Road to get back down for training, back to Celtic Park. But even as a kid, I loved being there because you used to see the lights on. We talk about European nights, and that, that was it. Yeah. You just couldn't sure. wait. As soon as training was finished, you were running. You were up the back end of the Rangers then. You were getting in for nothing because the gates were opened. You yeah. get the last 20 minutes. <laughs> it was magic. And I just still think there's a place for that. The magical dreams when you see the floodlights on. Were you allowed in the Rangers end? That's what I stood, believe yeah. it or not, before I was allowed to get in the jungle. And Barry, see when you think about it, the two of them were in European semi-finals in the same night in 72. Rangers in the European semi-final. I, I started off training at the old Albion. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I started. And what was it like? Yeah, when you look across yeah. and you look at the stadium and the floodlights are on, that that's your dream. That's your right. That's what I want to achieve. That's what I need to get to. So, and it drives you on. So they didn't have the facilities, but they got to European finals and they won them. The game has just changed so much, hasn't it? In a night when we're reflecting on Celtic last night, I mean six 0 ten man Celtic. I know they did well at home two weeks ago, but it's games changed and. TV money has changed it. So if you get relegated in England, well, in Scotland, if you win the league, Barry, you hear this, if you win it this year, you'd get three million. Rangers would get three million. When you won it last year, Celtic, three million. Thereabouts from TV. In England, if you get relegated, you get 130... 160 million. 160 million. Yep. For being bottom. Isn't it? How can we possibly... compete? And that tells you everything then, doesn't it? Well, I'm not being disrespectful. Does Ryan Christie go to Bournemouth? Who? And not, not the player. I know you're but right. You understand club, what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. Compared to Celtic. Yeah. If it's not financial, sure. I'm not being disrespectful. No, I'm yeah. talking to you, name anybody. Yeah. I keep saying sure. it and I keep getting back to it. Manchester United, out with, are the only ones that get the call of inches yeah. that Celtic Rangers get. And the pressure it's on, we're winning every single game. Every single game. Mm-hmm. That's why we're talking about Celtic last night, the disappointment yeah. of the result. You know, or the different circumstances and whatever. But that's, a, that's the way it is here. We live for the two football clubs in the respect of that that's where your life goes and that's why people get so worked up with it because it means so much to them get them back running up and down yeah, can London I just go Road on and that's what Peter said in terms of James sure. Bisgrove saying yeah, that, that, that's yeah. a bit of healthy news yep. I'm sure people would be wondering we obviously yeah. two managers been um, sacked a, a lot of payoffs not just the manager it's the, the staff that comes with them so I'm sure that'll be um, good news for a lot of Rangers fans Good for it's good for Rangers fans. It's good for Scottish football. We need strong Rangers. We need strong Celtic. And Aberdeen's then, is there a third force? I, I, I know. Want them all. Yeah. You want them all to be strong because listen, go back not too long ago. 
they were all strong. Yeah, for sure. Done yeah. United, won it in Europe, semi-finals and whatever. So I'd be great if we could get back to that. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! So tonight, St Mirren up in action against Hebs. Hebs in and out. And St Mirren, what a start to the season for them. Taking more calls after Celtic's game last night, 6-0 in the Metropolitano. Afterwards, the manager was speaking about VAR, about the red card and uh, about some other things. He knows that the... Well, it was a night, not that they want to forget, but they need to learn from. Yeah, there's no doubt. We, we have to look at ourselves also. I think, uh, in particular, the first two goals uh, are avoidable. You know, for second phase corner, I think one of them, we, we, we shouldn't give away the corner. Um, but in particular, though, those first two, and especially the timing of the second one, it's, it, was, it was poor from our perspective. So um, we, we, we will analyse that and see where we can be better. Celtic fans on the line. Laurie, good evening, Laurie. Oh, good evening. Good evening, Barry. Good evening, Peter. Good evening, Laurie. Good evening. How are you doing, Laurie? I'm doing pretty good, Barry. Yourself? Good. Yep, I'm all good. Good to hear Aye. you. Well, well guys, uh, here's yep. my point uh, tonight. Uh, Paul, will you indulge me for two or three minutes? Two. Uh, <laughs> give me an audience uh, and I'll tell you what I think and what my observation Go for it. since uh, yeah. the Euro Horror Show last night. You know, it seems to me that in the wake of every heavy defeat, suffered by Scottish teams in Europe and in particular Celtic Rangers you'll get the, the usual people that will come on the plaintive cry being they'll reminisce uh, about misty watercolour memories of the way we were <laughs> being able to bring our, our own boys up and developing them etc sounds wonderful and then you think about the two state of the art complexes at Okinawa and Lennongstown comparatively few youngsters make it to the top teams of Celtic and Rangers. I know you could pick the odd one out, but more often than not, they fail to progress. Uh, now, it's almost 40 years uh, having elapsed since Celtic and Rangers, any team rather, other than Celtic and Rangers, have won the league. For me, surely the least competitive title race in Europe every season. And no top draw players would ever be attracted to come here. But Euro Mirrors compared to the continent's best clubs, Paul, excuse me, I've jotted these, uh, okay. these uh, comments down yep. so I don't lose track okay. midway through the conversation. Yep. Uh, the, the money are big to are able to pay in wages, realistically, is a pittance, as are also top dollar signing on fees. The foreign players who do come up here are young and largely untested at international level, hoping to serve an apprenticeship before aspiring to a, a better and higher level elsewhere. Uh, for me, uh, Paul, the harsh reality is that we are cannon for her for Europe's elite in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And a final thought. Teams relegated from the EPL. In fact, I never realised it was as high as what Peter has just mentioned. Not that it was somewhere in the region of 100 million, but he's enlightened me. It's actually as high as 160 million. Yeah. Now, that's the teams that have been relegated to the top flight end of the Championship. You know, as long as the coefficient doesn't drop up here for the top two, uh, you know, they'll get a qualifying bonanza of £30 million pounds to reach the group stages of the Champions League. When they have to make it through the qualifiers, two or three ties to negotiate, more often than not, they fail to do so. Yeah. Your thoughts, guys? Peter? I think you're 100% right, Lauren. I've spoke about that, even the squad thing I was talking about five minutes ago, that the young boys don't even get an opportunity to go and show their skills if they're doing well because the squad's already been named. 
agree with you. You're talking about maybe Kieran Tierney. You're talking about Callum McGregor. There's Stephen Welsh, I say he's a constant in the first team. So you're looking at, there's the last guys that's come through. And for the amount of money it's got to get into a, an academy each year, you know, you're saying, is that worth it? Because all you're going to do is lose mm -hmm. them, like the young boys to Liverpool. Yeah, Doak, sure. yeah. The young doy, uh, Doak, that's right. So you've got the likes of him to Liverpool. Yeah. And that you're thinking, how how do we go around about it? Because they know, you used the word there, cannon fodder. That's, I watch, I was down in England for that period of time. And that's all I do. They scour Scotland. Anybody that's doing anybody under 14, 15, that's doing anywhere near well, they're straight on to him and say, right, listen, we'll go and spend £250,000 on him. Because they know you're born about £30 a week. They know at 16 years of age they can come out the contract. There's something in there between 16 and I think 18, I'm sure. I'm not 100% sure if it's the same up here, but you can move on. And that is the difficulty we're going to have. These boys are, one, they're not getting an opportunity to play. I keep saying it, there's too many kids standing at the side of the pitch. There's too many teams, uh, the squads are bloated. I don't agree with the, all the subs since COVID. I don't agree with that. Because then your squads would be smaller, I believe, and I believe then kids would get an opportunity. And the sometimes, as you know yourself, or you've watched the game a long time, kids surprise you. Mm -hmm. If they're given yeah. an opportunity, how much they can surprise you. And all of a sudden, you've got a diamond on your hand. How would a Paul McStay get a chance at 17 years of age? If you were, it was like nowadays, oh, well, he maybe not in the, he wasn't named in the 25 yeah. at the start of the sure. season, but he's playing brilliant, so we need to give him a chance. But we can't because he's not in the squad. So he didn't ever get a chance. So you're talking about players like that who were absolute diamonds. And that is the problem we have. And I don't see a way out for us. I really don't financially, because financially, as I say to you, there are youth team players in England getting £30,000 mm. a week. So that's the players' perspective as well. And I guess you see when they get relegated. Yeah. I thought it was about 120, 130, but Granty says 160. Mm. So round about that. See, for the four seasons Absolutely after that, yeah. they get another, another 25 to yeah. 30 million per season if they don't get promoted parachute, back into yeah, the Parachute yeah. payments. Four parachute payments. He said we're cannon So that's another 100 million of, of, in top exactly. pay. So, the 120, 30, sure. 40 or 50. So it's a massive million. gulf. See, for the fans though, there's 60,000 at Celtic, there's 52,000 at Rangers and they've got to get surely they both need to let's take Celtic just now Lloyd's a Celtic fan yep. they have to do better on occasions not last night in Madrid right we get that that's not the disaster night but then to lose out to Lazio the other week I'm trying to see is there any cause for optimism because otherwise why bother apart from getting the 30 million you need to win the title agreed to get the 30 million but surely there has to be some hope for fans that they get special nights where they beat a Man United or a Barcelona yeah. or on a one-off yeah. ball you're going to be able to do that yeah but Celtic or Rangers couldn't buy a Lazio player no that's true they yep. couldn't buy a Letico Madrid player mm -hmm. they couldn't probably couldn't buy a Feyenoord player now absolutely not because they're all going for 30, 40 million. I talk about Jimenez now, because he scored a few goals, talk about 60, 70 million for him. Rangers bought Danilo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but as usual, Rangers yeah. look at that as six million yep. pounds, okay. thinking, wow, yeah. uh, that's yeah. massive money. Oh, huge money. You know, huge, mm. And that's why he's probably getting the credit. Sure. Six million pounds. And that was like Jota the year uh, before. 100%. But remember, we tained Jota on loan. loan. Sure. And yeah. then, but Celtic have paid six million pounds for Jota without having him on loan. I don't yeah. think so. Laurie come up with something. I'm quite passionate about it because I, I come through a youth system I don't I'm talking from a Rangers point of view I don't see enough players come through yeah. and go and play 50 games 75 games 100 games 150 200 I don't see enough yet. Nathan Patterson for instance yep they got 12 million pound yeah. so Nathan only paid uh, played sorry 
20 games. I want to see guys come through and, yeah. and be there for five or six years and sure. then they can go on and, and do whatever they want to do in terms of get money for the club or go and earn mm-hmm. treble with, with what they would earn at Rangers. I don't see enough players coming through both Rangers and Celtic. Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor, yeah. James Forrest. Yeah, mm-hmm. James, yeah. Who else? Am I missing somebody? No, that's probably the last that's three. That's from Rangers' the point of view, yeah. am I missing anybody? It's great to see the young boy Lovelace making appearance yeah, against St Murn, obviously mm-hmm. get injured. McCausland, yeah. he's 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. He's not 17. No, no. Seasons on you, but yeah. 20. We know Motherwell have got Lennon Miller. Yeah, but have got Luca mm-hmm. Rocco, who uh, came on at 16. I'd look at but, Rocco but not, Vata. Everybody yeah, tells me about Rocco sure. Vata, for instance. Yeah, yeah. So if he's not signed a new contract, and that's the reason he's not involved, we don't know the ins and outs of that. But a couple of times I've seen him in pre-season, I thought, He's a winger, he gets by people, he gets good delivery in the box. Similarly, they've changed his position through the middle and he's scoring goals. But how are we going to be able to see him? Because he's not going to first team. Whether that's down to contract, I don't know. But if it's down to talent, he's obviously got something. But it didn't matter if he scored five, four weeks in the bounce, he can't get into the squad. What's <laughs> the reason these young players are not getting an opportunity? What is the reason? Because the manager managers are is under so pressures? much pressure. Is it the yeah. pressures to deliver the, yeah. the title, You obviously? don't get time, do you? No. But... I like, I like Laurie's point. It comes up quite a lot yep. with my mates. We, 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 we talk about it. We argue about it. I just don't see enough players coming through the system. And the thing is, has the thing I've thought about it, and maybe Laurie will agree with me here, is the respect of, we're buying players at 21, 22. So where's our own players at 21, 22? That's my concern as well then, because we're not talking about we're buying senior players at 28. 21, 22, and I don't just mean Celtic, I'm talking no, about everybody. Sure. You're talking about Nathan Patterson. All of a sudden, would Nathan Patterson would go to Everton or State Rangers if you were doing the same thing? Rangers can't knock back the money, mm. and all of a sudden, but Rangers are a bigger club than Everton. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're talking about fan base, sure. and, and they're a fantastic club, don't get me wrong with that, but he wouldn't be leaving Rangers to go to Everton yeah. if everything was equal. And Lewis Ferguson, for example, at Aberdeen, why didn't he go to Rangers? Maybe even uh, to Josh Celtic. Doig, if if Josh Doig, exactly team. today. And we spoke about Laurie, that. what do you feel? Any reasons for well, to be uh, cheerful? I agree with what the guys are saying. Uh, one other uh, observation yeah. I would make, Paul, if you take the old firm out the equation, the 10 other teams, well, realistically, the world that they find themselves in uh, financially is that they're having a Sign players for backwaters and football and outposts like Fleetwood or Forest Green or Barrow or Accrington Stanley, teams like that. Teams whose names will feature more regularly in the lips of football trivia buffs than anybody else. And that's yeah. a very good point because I just think, I look at the Aberdeen team the other day there and I'm looking at the back yeah. three and they're all foreign lads and I don't mean that disrespectfully, yeah. Yeah. but I'm thinking, surely the guys, I say if I was a Stephen Welsh mm. I wasn't playing, yeah. Look at Liam Scales, Liam for Scales, instance, sure. last, last year. Yeah. Goes out and plays games. Everybody knows he is. Now he's playing Champions League because he plays games of football. Laurie, can you do anything in the final two games, do you think? Lazio and Rome in a couple of weeks? I think, Paul, I remember uh, before the, the, the Champions League group stages got underway, you asked me how I felt Celtic would fare. Yes. And I'd said to you, I'd be happy if they managed to secure third place and reach a, the Europa League. Mm. Uh, an awful lot of hard luck stories about Celtic performances over the last uh, four games. Realistically, and I hate to psych the first note of Discord in the programme tonight, mm-hmm. uh, realistically, I think their chances are gone. I think they'll be they'll be uh, Europe. Maury, I like your opinion. What did you think of the sending off last night? Well, I suppose uh, the, the, by the letter of the law, uh, it was a dismissal. But uh, 
uh, it was of the softest variety, uh, Barry. But I mean, I know that uh, Brendan had, you know, spoken about that. And but then did he? See, be honest with you, I hate to sound cynical, Barry, but uh, whether he even remained in the, the, the park, uh, I think, to be honest with you, it's a deflection argument. Uh, we still get cuffed uh, very heavily. I mean, I think that must be our worst European defeat since uh, Celtic beat me at Paris Saint-Germain yes, or Liverpool yeah. mm-hmm. uh, annihilated Rangers uh, last season. That, that's where we're at. Laurie, thanks very much for calling. Stay well. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, we'll be getting ready for Aberdeen against Pauk. Barry, do you think the Dons, they've got a chance, haven't they? Yeah, I'll be honest, no, I no, don't think they'll have yeah. a chance to, to win over there. I've, I've played yeah. over there. Um, yeah. I know it was a long time ago, but hostile atmosphere. Um, no, I think Pauk will have too much for Aberdeen. And the way it finished the other week, Peter, was... Uh, was I a, think the biggest yeah. love Paul will get is after the weekend there. Yeah. Because if there's anybody sure. that didn't deserve to win a, a semi-final, it was Aberdeen. I actually yeah. thought they were better with 10 men. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Up until yeah. then, you thought to yourself, Hibs was knocking on the door without yeah. doing much herself. But Aberdeen just didn't look the threat. But we've spoken about it, Miofsky, yeah. if that's how you yeah. say his name. That is indeed. He's got that wee bit in him. We've always said that we're surprised that people didn't take a chance on him. And that, that's the problem you have. You know, when you've got someone like him who can score a goal for you, if you lose him, it becomes a problem. We talked about Willowbo with Van Veen. Yeah, we sure. said similar. that somebody yeah. can attain a, a, a chance on him. So I, I don't see Aberdeen getting a result. I don't know why. He, I he screw on me. Who? Which one? Miofsky. Miofsky. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He, he's definitely a finisher. There's no doubt about it. But I think his over, overall play, sorry, has, has got better. Um, and you know what? Like, listen, if you start scoring goals that he's doing at Aberdeen and big goals at that, mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be a few people... Yeah, sniffing about Shall we talk Scotland for a few minutes? Yep. We've got the games coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Another international break. The final one in the qualifiers. We're there, of course, so we've got Georgia away and then Norway at Hamden. But we've got some injuries. Here's Steve Clark. Uh, certainly in the last year or so. I remember going back September last last year was the, the Nations League games where we had to go to Ukraine. Pretty much a, a shadow squad out there, but they, they dug in and got the got the result required and that's what we'll do this time. Uh, you can always talk about the ones that are not here, but I always prefer to talk about the ones that, that are going to be here. So, fingers crossed, no more injuries between now and the squad meet up on Sunday night and look forward to the two games. Thanks, Steve. But Barry, who are we missing? So we know we've got no Andy Robertson. We know there's no... Kieran Tierney, Tierney. Angus Gunn and Aaron Hickey. What's happened with Gunn? The keeper who's played so well. So he's, he's been out injured for a few weeks. Yeah. yeah, He's been out injured for a few weeks, Paul. But the thing is... I slightly disagree with Steve there. If you were talking about Robertson and Tierney not being available for the big games that we had, you know they'd be a big loss at that particular time. Some other guys you can afford to lose, and I don't mean that disrespectful to them, you know. But they two guys and the way they played on that side of the pitch would have been a massive blow. What about Josh Doig then? So Hellas De- Verona, yeah, delighted Good story, delighted yeah. to see him get get the opportunities. A player that I always liked at Hibs to be fair, he's again similar to Lewis and Aaron Hickey that he's went a different country different environment a different way of playing football settled in really well uh, playing some good stuff so it's good to see that he's been given the opportunity to go and show what he can do at international level here's the manager speaking about him we've always obviously I speak to Scott regularly before he announces his squad Scott Scott has to name his squad as is and then if if I need to take anybody from I 
I do inform Scott and let him know that he's going to lose one or more players. Uh, Josh is doing well in Serie A, plays pretty regularly for his club. Uh, he's a good athletic player, gets up and down the line. And it'll be nice to see how he's improved. Obviously, we, we saw him in the camp uh, last September, so it'll be nice to see how he's improved and how, how he fits into the camp this time. I think technically he's very good as well because um, I've seen him in loan, actually. It was the first time I'd seen him, Paul. He was in loan at Queen's Park. He played along with our Peter at Queen's Park and I actually tried to get him in loan at Aloha. And if you remember behind closed doors, the, the COVID, he played a friendly against Celtic and he actually scored on it. And, I, and the, the Jack, I think, I'm sure it was Jack was the manager at the time, and Jack said, we're just going to keep him in for a couple of other weeks, Peter, and then yeah. we'll look about letting him out, you know? And sure as fate, he went in, played really well, and stayed in the side, and then a few months later, he was away to he Serie could, He could have been playing for you. He could have been playing Serie for me Alla. at At ground you both know well. The keeper, Xander Clark, Liam Kelly, and Robbie McCrory, so he's been called up. Uh, Liam Cooper, Josh Doig, we mentioned, Jack Henry, Scott McKenna, Nathan Patterson, Ryan Porteous, uh, Anthony Ralston Greg Taylor and Stuart Armstrong Lewis Ferguson Billy Gilmer Ryan Jack John McGinn Callum McGregor Kenny McLean Scott McTominay and we've got Shea Adams Jacob Brown Ryan Christie and Lyndon Dykes here's the manager speaking about Scott McTominay who had a goal chalked off the other night for Man United yeah, I think it just tells you everything you need to know about Scott McTominay as a, as a player and a person uh, a lot of people would have had him out the Manchester United team and he's it's turned out that he's, he's pretty crucial to them. Turns up week in, week out. He's Listen, he's, he's a person who loves the club. He does great for his club and he's done fan, fantastic for us. I've done fantastic for his country, so you don't have to sell anything to Scott McTominay about me. We obviously rate him very, very highly and we're delighted that he's doing so well at his, at his club as well as doing so well for his country. There's always a temptation to include other people in the squad, but I can only name what I can name, so... I'm happy with the squad I've, I've picked. Scott McTominay, very underrated in my mm. opinion. Disrespectful the way they are in England, maybe, yep. because he's playing for Scotland. Yep. I like yep. him I like him further forward yep. in the middle of the yeah. park where he can get forward and and listen, you've seen his goal-scoring exploits yep. over the last few months. Um, but I, I really like him. He looks to me if he's got a brilliant attitude as well. And um, listen, he looked if he was out the door at Man United. Look, he's been brought back in, and, and listen, it's brilliant to see. And he's became a, a massive party, Steve Clark's um, Scotland team. I think the biggest thing you can say about him, Paul, is the fact that when Man United at their lowest, and I know they've not grown much in the last few years, but when they were at their lowest, he was their best player by a country mile. He seemed to be carrying it himself, his personality, and all of a sudden it's like easy when somebody comes through your ranks they're the easy ones to criticise because they're not a Casemiro or an Ericsson or whatever and he's got his faults technically but the one thing he's got bigger than any of them is a heart and a desire to want the ball and Barry will tell you see when you've got characters like that in your team no matter how bad it's going but he'll put yourself at the forefront they're worth their weight in gold you can't, you can't buy these guys mm. and as I said to you at the time when Alex asked him to come and play with Scotland he nearly walked up the road to do it, you know, and that was a pleasing thing for us. He strikes me as a... I've never met him. But no? No, really? I've never met him, well, but I'm, looking at him and watching him, he strikes me as a player that you could ask to play anywhere. Yeah. Yep. And he wouldn't think twice. Oh, his professionalism was brilliant. Go, play his professionalism was brilliant. Right back, left back, up top, centre half. Well, he has played centre half for, yeah. for mm -hmm. Scotland, but he, he just... Just a very underrated player in my opinion. I think he's a very good footballer. I'm not surprised he's got a goal on him because I think for a period, I don't know how long, 
he was a centre forward as a kid yeah, but then he right. missed two years mm -hmm. I think through injury or an illness or something it, when he was well, young was it not grown pains or something like that but right. yeah and he, for about two years and he struggled with it and then all of a sudden he became midfielder centre back you know but he, that's why you think when you see him scoring goals it doesn't surprise you because right. he's probably had that knacky scoring goals as a youngster I would have loved to <laughs> <laughs> do you know what happened. I was going to say that <laughs> but go. no you would have yeah. given me the you stare you would have got some he had a great line the, the other night <laughs> some about age and he says I thought you were I thought you were and I said what did <laughs> um, what are you going to watch tonight because last night Man City did well Newcastle not so well Maybe I think I'll no watch surprise. Arsenal and Seville Seville yep yeah I think I'll watch it be a good game mm -hmm. look Man forward United, to that I think, yeah they are I don't so, enjoy watching Man I don't United, enjoy watching no. them but you that's watch it. it's got yeah. a bit in it that, that well, game they need to win don't sure. they I think they need to win I think yep. it's something like that they, they do so close uh, they absolutely and of course it was young Larson yep. Jordan formerly yep. of Bodwell who uh, came on took the penalty but he was great credit to him you can see the reasons why he wanted to come on and take it he'd been the hero and that's the fine lines Paul what about St Mirren tonight Peter against Hibs what do you think I watched them against Celtic defensively their organisation their shape was really good mm -hmm. and Steve you can tell what Steve he wants to keep them in the game for as long as possible and then he knows he can make changes that can make a bit of difference because they get crosses in from wide area we're playing the three and the two wide boys get very good balls in the box so I think St Mirren will win that game Right, going for the Saints Barry what do you reckon yeah, I think it'll be close, but I think St Man will allege it uh, very strong at home. What about tomorrow night then? Rangers in action against Sparta Prague. Um, what do you think the scoreline's going to be? I, I think Rangers will win the game, Paul. Um, as I said, I've seen the, the, the last game over in, in Prague and I, I thought they were a good team. They had some good um, players who were technically pretty good, but Rangers at home, I think the confidence has grown. The fans behind them, yeah, but I think Rangers will, will win by a couple of goals. Here's Jack Butland speaking about the game. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, huge one in terms of the in terms of the group. Um, our first European home match under this manager, um, home European match, of course. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a good night. Looking forward to it. Um, like I said, it's a comes at an important time for us, um, a crucial part of the group, a chance for us to go top of the group. Um, and set us up in good stead for the last two games and, and hopefully qualify so big important game Peter players who were getting booed off the park what a month ago it's been quite a turnaround but it's a big night tomorrow yeah but I think it, that comes from the manager Barry's touched on it a little bit earlier I think the way he spoke you know he, he's not pushed the bar too high and said demanded this or demanded that he's been relevant in what he said you know and I think he's been very clear even in his press conferences and the players are talking about his clarity during his team organisation but I think he's clear in what he says in the press and I think he's been warmed to I think the press like the way he talks he's honest and open um, the only thing I'd say negative about him since he came in the door was talking about the fitness levels and I don't mean about the injuries I just thought the general fitness because I don't like people talking about fitness you work on that because that always makes me feel as if the guy's priority weren't he working hard enough and sometimes as I said Barry spoke touched on it lightly, slightly earlier on see when you're winning you look a lot sharper you know, and think that the supporters are backing you. You look a lot sharper. You look a lot quicker, and that—that's the only down thing I've I thought he said. Barry, would you agree, disagree with what Peter's saying? Yeah, you—you you see that with a lot of managers. Yeah. Oh, we need to get fitter or, or stronger. <laughs> um, I, I think he was more going on the injury side of yeah. things. Um, but as I said, you, you can see, look, winning games of football, Paul breeds confidence, and that's what Rangers were weren't doing enough eh, under under Michael Beale. I just think they look more organised. You can clearly see that 
you listen to Jack Butland I listened to uh, Tavernier last week um, he simplified a lot of things the football is simple I think it's uh, sometimes people go over the top with, with some of the things they, they say or do in the training field but this is what he's done he's come in he's, he's made Rangers a lot stronger um, a lot more energy about them but that comes from obviously winning games of football and they're committed but I don't like saying committed you should be committed that should be a given that, that, that should be a given but there's certainly an airy confidence about this group of players I mean it looks to me if it's a different group of players yeah. players played in the right position yep. score, I think that makes a difference scoreline do you think Peter? 2-0 Rangers 2-0 Rangers yep. there you are from Peter Grant Barry what do you reckon I nearly fell, fell off my chair there <laughs> I know <laughs> he said it was I'm, a my fingers crossed underneath <laughs> the table here <laughs> yeah I think they'll have yeah. two victories at home because it's obviously Prague and, and Limassol so they need two victories to get, make sure they get through and I think they'll do that starting tomorrow night the Doyles are listening in Peter and Barry so that's three years since Jim died tomorrow so the, they'll be coming together so he's man. a great guy wasn't yeah, he and he fantastic. was on your testimonial yeah, board absolute, as he always used to tell yeah, me it was he was an absolute yeah. diamond it wouldn't he? have been done without Jim Doyle that's, that's right. for sure don't delay book today that's what they used to say at Jim Doyle travel no, so fantastic the boys love to the family. are listening in thanks so much Barry we'll see you Cheers, on Paul. Friday Peter same time, same place next week. Thank you, Paul. Coming up next, it's Chris Mitchell. Tomorrow night here in the programme at five, it's going to be John Hartson, fresh from Madrid, and Graham Dorans. That's at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.